Welcome to MOTR, A Woman's Point of View. Um, I am Crystal, and today I have Andy Hunt um, joining me. So Andy is a, um, a business recruiter, or I'm sorry, a recruiter, but business coach, right? Yes. And an author of a book called Missing Pieces. Uh, I am so excited to have you here with me today, Andy. And I am really excited for you to kind of share a different perspective um, on everything, all of your experiences that you have been through. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be yeah. here. Yeah, I know. I'm really excited. Uh, so, yes, I specifically wanted to have Andy. It was so funny because like we were... Um, I was trying to kind of put together a list of women that I wanted to have on the show and you were like at the top of my list oh, of, that's so nice. of ladies. I, I just think that you have so much to share and you are very interesting and I think that it'll be awesome for for everybody to kind of get to know you. Through. Absolutely. Yeah. So specifically today, like what we want to talk about is how our our past and our I guess maybe past experiences even from young adulthood to even when we were we we're children how they can mold us and how how it all plays out throughout our lives yeah and so I mean even with Andy's book oh my gosh it's it's such a good read, one. Did you read it? I did, yeah. You did? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that you read it. Yes, okay. yes, I did. <laughs> and um, it's such a good read, and it is, I don't know, it's like, it's very, <laughs> it's definitely a roller coaster of, like, kind of, almost like, I, I felt like, as a reader, I felt like, uh, like I was watching a movie that I'm like come on girl like well it, it's kind of like you know you have good moments you have bad moments good moments bad moments and then you have bad moments bad moments <laughs> and like I'm just like come on girl like let's let's get this together you know and obviously I know you and so I know that there is a a happy ending right. but um and it's you know it's not it's not a fictional book it's a yeah. It's a memoir of your actual life. Um, but so would you like to share a little bit about kind of your, um, I don't know if you want to go back all the way to your your childhood or how where you want to start with your previous experiences? Well, talking about marriage, mm -hmm. if that's kind of where you want to go Yeah, sure. This, talking about marriage, I, my parents are going to be celebrating their 47th wedding anniversary. Wow. Which blows my mind. When is that? Just in a couple months. Oh my gosh. Yeah, cool. Just a couple months away. And, you know, 47 years, that's a long time. That's yeah. a really long yeah. time. Yeah. And to keep your marriage together and have four children and it's just, I had the best example. Mm -hmm. I had the best role models for what a marriage should look like, mm -hmm. how you should treat your spouse, how you should respect each other and help each other. Mm -hmm. No, you're not always, it's not 50, 50. Mm -hmm. It's 
70-30 and sometimes it's 30-70 and I saw that in them and then I look back at my life and think what in the world (laughs) what happened where did I go wrong with this Mm -hmm. and I have a child I had a child out of wedlock at 19 almost 20 years old Mm -hmm. I my first, I can't count the number of times I've been engaged, which is oh my I'm not gosh. bragging about. Really? <laughs> I think it was three in between having my daughter and actually getting married the first time. Oh. I think I, I think Miranda Lambert has a song about this, about being in love with love. Uh-huh. And just the idea of that rush of being in a new relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, that rush you get and that kind of adrenaline spike you get. Yeah. I think that the butterflies, the really. butterflies, uh-huh. but I just had this fairy tale in my mind that uh-huh. I would find my person early and be married forever like my parents were mm-hmm. and are. Mm-hmm. And that did not happen with me. And I'm the oldest child. There's four of us total. And so I have my daughter and within... Three years, I married my first husband. Mm-hmm. Um, in the book, his name is Chevy. And he is a fantastic person. Fantastic man. Have n- nothing bad to say about mm-hmm. him. Yeah, fantastic. it seemed like it. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. he, was, he was wonderful. I kind of felt bad for him. Like <laughs> I feel bad for him yeah. still. Yeah. His birthday was just a few days ago. I texted him happy birthday. I mean, we still have a really good relationship. That's good. And I he was so good to my daughter and she was three and you know, it was a single mom. Her dad was in her life off and on, uh, but not more off than on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was twenty three and mm-hmm. he was thirteen years older than me Mm -hmm. 13 no I'm sorry 11 correction uh 11 years older than me so I was drawn to him because he was so kind Mm -hmm. and he was so good to my daughter and you know we got we got married pretty quickly and I think it was, I saw stability in him when I didn't have any in my life except my parents. Mm-hmm. And we had a son together. So I have two children uh, who are 26 and 21 right now. And I'm gr- so grateful that we had that time. But he and I just didn't, it just didn't work. Mm-hmm. And I think I was always looking for that fairy tale Mm -hmm. and I'm not sure why that wasn't a fairy tale I just think that we were so different that it just it just didn't work do you think it was the age difference I honestly believe that it was the after effects of what happened to me as a child so I have I was sexually abused from the ages of five to seven Mm -hmm. so your brain at five to seven years old doesn't know how to process those things and it wasn't a family member or anything. It was a, a family friend, uh, a child of a family friend of my parents. And they had no idea. They mm-hmm. had no idea. If they had known, they would have done something about it, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, and they didn't know until I started to write the book. 
when I was yeah. 43 years old. Oh my gosh. So 38 years had passed. Um, and so I, I mean, think holding that in for so long too. Oh my gosh. Long, was, oh my that's gosh. That's a long time yeah. to hold that secret. Now my Chevy knew. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and my next husband, the cowboy, I referred to mm-hmm. him as the cowboy. Uh, he knew. Um, but I don't know that everyone really understands how that can affect your decisions mm-hmm. moving forward in your life as a teenager or preteen, as a teenager, as a young adult. Um, I don't think people really realize how that can follow you around mm-hmm. with without you really being conscious of it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why I, I was constantly looking for, it was like I was always looking for something better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not that I ha- what I had wasn't good, but always looking for the next big thing or that adrenaline rush that new love tends to give. Mm-hmm. And it was sad Yeah. when I left Chevy. It was really sad. And... You know, we had, I had a 10 year old daughter and a five year old son with him at the time. And that was very difficult. Um, and it wasn't long. I, I kind of sworn men off and then all of a sudden there's the cowboy Mm -hmm. at a birthday party of a mutual friend. And he, he kind of wouldn't stop. He just kind of kept approaching me and let's talk, let's dance, those kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Like, no. I, I think I referred to him as like a little yappy chihuahua that just wouldn't stop. <laughs> but he, uh, you know, come to find out we're from the same hometown, tiny town. Mm-hmm. And my parents knew his parents. I mean, they all the families knew each other. I had no idea. I didn't even know who he was. Yeah, how funny. Two years apart. He was two years older than me. And we started dating and it was, you know... In true fashion, for both of us, we jump headfirst into something. Mm-hmm. Um, usually when I go after something, I go f- full force, mm-hmm. like pedal to the metal. I'm doing this 110%. Um, but I've always had a problem with follow through. Mm-hmm. I have always had a problem with follow through and getting really excited about something. And then the follow through just wasn't there. Mm. And I, I know that that has got to be tied to some of the things that I went through in childhood. Um, but it's it's just one of those kind of strange things I haven't really been able to put my thumb on just yet or yeah. finger on just yet to figure out why is that? Why do I, it's, you know, that saying failure to launch. It's mm-hmm. not a failure to launch. It's a failure to keep flying. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm still trying to figure that out. Yeah. I yeah. think we're always a work in progress. Oh, so when gosh, I, I know. <laughs> when I wrote the book, I didn't mean for it to come across like, I'm healed. Everything's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, Everything's and I don't think now. that. I don't think that. I don't yeah. think that either. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, and uh, you're right. We are a work in progress. I, yeah. Constantly uh-huh. a work in progress. It's, mm-hmm. an, it's a daily thing, if not an hourly thing. Like, you have to just keep going, putting one foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. And... So I, July of 2020, I decided to write the book. I feel like I had a divine call to write the book. And 
got confirmation multiple times a day for two weeks straight. So I knew I had to tell my mother yeah. and get into therapy and get this figured out. Because I had a glimpse of, okay, this is why. Mm-hmm. So this is why I am the way that I am. And this is why I've made some poor decisions. But I don't, but I forgive myself for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then toward the end of writing the book, I ended up leaving Chevy. Mm. And it kind of hints to that. And this is the first time I've ever told anyone in public mm-hmm. that the last chapter of my book book is called starting from scratch mm-hmm. and i was alone wait in my own chevy apartment. or the or the cowboy Sorry, the cowboy, the cowboy. The okay because cow- i was I like I, I wondered that whenever i was, was when i hint. when i was reading i was like yeah. is cause i because uh, again i was like i know that she is um that type of person that does see how you said you want something it's never enough or you want something more Mm -hmm. and I wondered if the cowboy would be enough for you and so I just I didn't know uh, like well she doesn't say like technically that they are right they're together or not but yeah I wondered we were separated okay at that time Mm -hmm. and I just continued to write the book as I because because I needed to finish the book Mm -hmm. and there's a lot that's not in the the first book, the missing pieces. Mm-hmm. There will be another book mm-hmm. because a lot has happened in the past two years. So wow. it, I was writing that in October of the last chapter mm-hmm. in October of 21. Mm-hmm. And I left in September of 21. So it was fresh. Oh, wow. Very fresh. Mm-hmm. And we were together for... 13 years Uh so total and we eventually divorced last summer oh okay in july of 2022 so it was like everything happened in july oh wow (laughs) i started my business around july of 2019 Uh july of 2020 got the call to write the book wow july of 21 i had the pre-sale for the book and by September, I had moved out. Wow. It was, uh, I'll just tell you a little bit. It, was, it wasn't It was as pretty as I painted it out to be in the, mm. in the book. Mm-hmm. But I was married to him at the time. So it was hard to say negative things about the person that I'm married to and still currently living with. Mm-hmm. But it was a complete train wreck. It was a complete train wreck. And I knew if I wrote anything anything negative mm-hmm. toward him or anything like that, that that would obviously not go over well. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a plan to leave. But some things happened that I just couldn't overlook. And I, I needed to be who I needed to be mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. And so I left. We ended up divorcing in July of 22. And my book published. And you, when you publish something on Amazon, you upload everything, put all these codes in. You know, there's a whole process. It's not like you just upload it and it's there. Uh-huh. It doesn't just magically appear. So they say, 
it may take 72 hours mm. to upload. Mm-hmm. Basically, we'll let you know yeah. when it's ready. And I checked it, kept checking it, you know, obsessively, because this is like a giving birth to another baby when you write a book about your life Yeah, and pull oh all gosh. of the skeletons out of your closet. Yeah. So I kept checking, kept checking, and the book published on Amazon on my son's birthday in January of 22. Oh my gosh. So that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And I had so many people reach out to me about different parts of the book, different parts of my story that Mm -hmm. aligned with what they had gone through Mm -hmm. or a family member, a sibling, somebody, almost everyone I speak to that has read the book has had some form of something mm-hmm. like that happen to them or to someone they know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very big proponent of getting therapy, going to counseling, you know, making sure that your mental health is where it should be. Mm-hmm. And I, I went through therapy for two and a half years. Yeah. Well, and you even say that like that you weren't even, you didn't, you kind of bashed therapy before um doing going through or you weren't like a big right well it didn't really it didn't really help i saw therapists counselors a psychiatrist at one time Mm -hmm. which was the odd the psychiatrist i guess other people may know this but i didn't realize that they basically write you a prescription and maybe not all psychiatrists are like that i just had no idea that's all they do like i mean that's i went in and she would weigh me which was sound kind of felt we strange that does sound in a psychiatrist like literally like literally like weight like weighed me i stepped on a scale every really? time she did my blood pressure every time and then you know i really don't even remember her making eye contact with me oh my gosh she just wrote in her or typed on her uh laptop or wrote things down but most of the time she was typing on her laptop while i was there it was really transactional. Yeah. It was very transactional. Cold. It seems cold It to was me. very cold. So obviously that didn't help. Yeah. I mean, at, at certain points in my life, I needed medication to be able to survive my mm-hmm. life, to be able to survive a day without having a panic attack or, you know, feeling like I just want to curl up in a fetal position in the corner. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that didn't really help a <laughs> lot. Um, but when I first saw my first therapist, Mm -hmm. I was 25. I had my, no, is that right? I had, my son was just a baby. And so I was in my Mm twenties. I believe I was 25 and she did the EMDR therapy. And Mm -hmm. I know I talk a lot about that in the book. uh Um, because I definitely, I definitely believe in yeah, that. Yeah, I I know people that mode of yeah, therapy. Yeah, they are like, yeah, it's it's so good. Yeah, it's it's intense. Mm-hmm. It's intense depending on what you need to work through, but it absolutely worked for me. Mm-hmm. And that was the first session I had was when I was twenty five, mm-hmm. and I couldn't figure out why. I could barely leave the house. Mm-hmm. It got to the point where I didn't leave the house, and I had a, a newborn baby. My daughter was a five-year-old. Mm-hmm. She's in kindergarten, you know, so such a happy time. Yeah. Such a great time. And 
I couldn't leave the house to take her to school. When it got to that point, I thought, okay, I have to do something. Mm -hmm. And my mom drove me to the therapist. Um, She did EMDR therapy on me. And it was like seeing flashes from a movie screen, Mm -hmm. like an old projector how it looks like flashes of things from old movies. Yeah. That's what it looked like, but it was the memories of being abused when I was a child. So what do they do exactly? Like, do they, I know, like, I I know you say like in the book about the, the other, um, the virtual kind that they, Mm -hmm. that they used, but like, Mm -hmm. what do they, is, is it like an actual screen that they use or? No, in person, it can be done a variety of ways, but mm-hmm. it's called bilateral stimulation. Bilateral just means Two. left, yeah, right, left, left uh-huh. right. Um, and so she got on her knees in front of me. Mind you, I was abused by a female mm-hmm. as a child. So another woman that I don't know touching me makes me super uncomfortable. It used to make me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting on the couch. She gets on her knees in front of me and she said, I'm going to take, it was August, September. And so I had sandals on. She said, I'm going to take your sandals off. I'm going to try something on you. She didn't tell me what this was called, what this is going to do. Nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, it's weird that you're touching my feet. Mm-hmm. So she starts alternating with her thumb, pushing on the, the just the ball of my foot. Mm-hmm. And she says, okay, I want you to close your eyes. And at the time, I had my hands down by my legs Mm -hmm. and in fists because I'm already uncomfortable because she's at my feet, touching my feet. I don't understand what's going on. So I'm like this anyway. And I'm on the couch. I'm kind of pushed back. And she said, I want you to think about the, the absolute worst memory you have. said okay I hadn't told her anything Mm -hmm. she didn't know anything Mm -hmm. okay so I closed my eyes and when she started doing that bilateral stimulation on my feet Mm -hmm. this can be done a variety of ways it could be your hand it could be your shoulders it could be anything Mm -hmm. just bilateral stimulation so while she's doing that I have my eyes closed and she said Okay, just think about, you know, she's kind of guiding me through. Just think about the, the, the worst memory and just look around, observe it, notice what's going on. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, it wasn't very long, probably 30 seconds. Within 30 seconds, in my mind, or your mind's eye, which a lot of therapists say in your mind's eye, I could see like flashes from a movie screen. Wow. And it was snapshots of what happened to me as a child. Mm -hmm. And I was by this time without realizing I was so tensed up. I almost had lifted myself off the couch with my fists and I opened my eyes and I must've looked like I saw a ghost. Mm -hmm. And she said, tell me what you saw. And I just started like a child, like, no. like, uh-huh. you know, a kid that doesn't want to be fed, whatever you're trying to feed it. Yeah. I was just like, mm, mm, no, like, I can't, I can't. She said, it's okay. You're safe here. 
I legally can't tell anyone what you tell me. Tell me what you saw. And I, I fought it for a while and, and I told her what I saw. Mm-hmm. And she said, she didn't really say much. She said, she nodded her nodded head, head like yeah. that kind of, I know. Uh-huh. She said, and how old is your daughter? And I said, she's five. And then it hit me. And oh, my bulb. gosh. Oh, my gosh. I was five. She's five. Now I have this red alarm going off every time I drop her off at school or where she's not going to be with me, mm-hmm. like where I can protect her. Yeah. This is all subconscious. I had no idea it was happening or no idea that's why it was happening. And so I left that appointment. I thought, oh, okay, it's just happening because of that. No big deal. I had already forgiven the girl, not to her face because I I didn't see her after about seven or eight years old. And so I just thought, okay, this is not a big deal. That's silly. That's mm-hmm. It's fine. That, that happened a long time ago. And I just went about my life. Mm-hmm. And it never... That never went away. It was never processed. That was one time. Yeah. You have to do MDR repeatedly to process all the way through those emotions and those feelings because you feel it in your body. And there's a book called The Body Keeps the Score Mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense. You hold trauma in your body, somewhere in your body. So when you go to a therapist or a counselor and they say, well, where did you feel that in your body? Mm-hmm. like an anxiety or a panic feeling that's why mm. because your body Holds it literally it. traps those emotions mm-hmm. because it doesn't know how to get rid of it wow yeah that's yeah. interesting um so that was a really long <laughs> way of saying how i got into that well, that's okay. but it was um i knew that that would work and why i didn't ask another therapist or why they I've told other therapists and counselors that I'd gone through that in my 20s Mm -hmm. so all the way through my 20s 30s approaching 40 still no one ever did EMDR therapy with me oh my gosh it's just it blows my mind now because I know how much it helped me do they have to be like certified for it like to do do it need to be certified Uh in EMDR so maybe that's why they didn't do it most most of them are though oh wow and they may not be experts Mm -hmm. in that mode of therapy but I find that the people that do EMDR therapy are typically booked up Mm. pretty far out or they're not taking new patients i mean they're the epidemic of mental health illness is mind-boggling in the united states i don't know what it is in other countries but it's sometimes hard to find Mm -hmm. a therapist that can get you in pretty quickly so when you're struggling trying to get into someone is paramount that Mm -hmm. is top priority and um I'm not as uh, I'm not paid to say this, but mm-hmm. some some apps I won't mention the name, but there are some apps and some things that have come out since 2020, mm-hmm. since COVID or yeah. since the pandemic started, mm-hmm. where people can get online. Oh my gosh! So actually, it's funny that you say that because um, the last gal that I interviewed, um, she's doing like, um, gosh, I I can't remember. It's 
It's some kind of coaching, but she uses, um, oh my gosh, BetterHelp. BetterHelp. That's it. Yeah. I uh-huh. was just trying not yeah, to name yeah. drop, but yeah, yes. She, that's, she uses BetterHelp. Uh-huh. That's amazing. And I yeah. have uh, family members that are using that right now and have been for the last few months. And it's made a huge difference. Yeah. A huge difference uh-huh. in their daily life. Oh my gosh, I know. Um, I've heard. So yes. I'm so grateful that that out of a pandemic, so many things mm-hmm. have come out of the pandemic that I think are a step forward for all of us mm-hmm. and understanding each other, having more empathy for mm-hmm. one another, and the fact that mental health is not such a taboo subject. It's not such a, oh, you're damaged if you have a therapist. Mm -hmm. It's not like that anymore. Mm -mm. And I'm grateful for that. I'm really grateful for that because there are a lot of amazing people out there that are stuck in this time warp and don't even really realize it. Mm -hmm. They just know they're not, something's wrong. Mm -hmm. Something's wrong. Yeah. So, yeah, I did, I did leave circling back. I did leave the cowboy Mm -hmm. and we did divorce that was um i chose the exact opposite of my first husband for my second husband Mm. chevy and the cowboy cannot could not be more different Mm -hmm. could not be more different polar opposites and unfortunately for me, it was not healthy. Mm-hmm. It was not healthy at all. Yeah. And it started pretty early on, pretty early on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the chapter about chasing the party, we did that for years. We did that for years. I don't remember more than maybe two or three times a year that we would be at dinner on, on our own, mm-hmm. like just us together. Oh. It always had to be a big what? group setting or the, some kind of party environment. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like I wasn't enough mm-hmm. for him. Mm-hmm. I wasn't enough to, for me to just sit across from him at the dinner table and carry on a conversation that wasn't about, six other couples that we were friends with and what was going to happen that weekend. What party are we going to this weekend or where mm-hmm. are we traveling to as this big group this weekend? I mean, there's always something and it yeah. wasn't just the weekend. It started out that way and then it became every Wednesday night and every weekend. And then it became no holds barred. Mm-hmm. We moved out of our country home into an apartment above a bar in downtown Tulsa. Oh, and that was, that was a trip. I mean, it was, all of our friends knew we lived downtown. So it was mm-hmm. like when they came downtown to party, we were like the place where everybody crashed or, you know, ate another dinner at <laughs> late night or in whatever. The yeah. Yeah. After the bars closed, mm-hmm. we would stumble back to the apartment. So it was like we... Like we were the party pad mm-hmm. or the landing spot, at least for the after party. And those things just, they didn't help my mental health at all. Yeah. And drinking so much. I was drinking heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, typically not at home, but we lived above a bar. <laughs> it wasn't hard. Yeah. 
to go get a drink and I smoked cigarettes like a chimney. I was a chain smoker. Mm -hmm. And so I was constantly going downstairs. We didn't have a balcony. So I would go downstairs in the middle of downtown Tulsa at that time. And there still is, but there are a lot of people milling around at all hours of the day and night. And Mm -hmm. there was no security gates around our apartment. So I'm just winging it acting like nothing's going to happen to me. Like I have some sort of bubble around me where I can't be attacked. Yeah. And I would go down there all hours of the day and night, smoke cigarettes. <laughs> I've had people approach me. I still just, I just, I don't know what I was thinking. I don't picture like, you I a wasn't. smoker. Oh my gosh. At all. <laughs> if you ask any of my friends during that period of time, they would say, I don't, I, there are more times that I, I could count less times that I've seen her without a cigarette. Wow. Like they, it was hard for them to keep track of me not smoking because mm-hmm. I was constantly smoking. Mm-hmm. It was a crutch. It was a, it was just another way for me to numb the pain or, or have some other fixation mm-hmm. than what I was feeling mm-hmm. and what I knew was wrong. Yeah. But I was in the middle of it and it was like there wasn't an escape hatch. Yeah. So. Gosh. You know, I know I've seen a lot of, or not a lot, I've seen couples uh, that it it does feel like they have to have someone there. Have mm-hmm. someone. And I know Seth and I, we are like, spend time with each other, you know, like. Yeah we don't have to go out with you to go to dinner mm-hmm. like you guys do that on your own I don't yeah. know and sometimes it's like sometimes I feel bad for those couples that that can't spend the time alone that right. need that party or need other couples to be there for I don't know like for them to to be enjoyable together or it, it it almost feels like if I spend time and even that, like even, even if they do spend time together, it is at the movies where you're they're not, not connected. Yeah. Not with each other. And you're like, mm, that's like not really <laughs> connecting. You're not talking. Yeah. You're not communicating with each other. You're yeah. just watching a movie. I don't know. Yeah. I just, I do find it odd. And, I'm glad that you it was no realized that it was odd. And in the middle of that, in the middle of those times, I, I I'm sure I said things multiple times about why can't we just can we just like talk to one another because we would sit there at dinner and he's on his phone. So mm-hmm. then I pick up my phone. Well, I'm a recruiter. I mean, that never stops. It's 24-7. Mm-hmm. So if I want to work 24-7, I can. That's not healthy to mm-hmm. do. Um, but we, it's like we didn't have a relationship outside of other people. Mm-hmm. It was like we always had to have another couple or buddies or friends or a big group of friends around us all the time. And it was really odd to me. Every Sunday, you could set your clock by it. Every Sunday, we were in a fight. Every 
Sunday. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know what it was about Sunday, but every Sunday we were in a fight. And so here I am back out on the back porch or back on the picnic tables outside the apartment, smoking away, mm-hmm. ruining my health. I mean, it was insanity. Yeah. It was insanity. I don't know how I made it. Yeah. I quit smoking last December. Oh, good, good. And so it's, you know, almost a year uh-huh. since I quit smoking. I quit drinking last October. So my mine is a mocktail yeah, today. Yeah, yes, a mocktail. But um, I... It was like as soon as I met my current boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And I've known him for probably 12 years now. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I reconnected with him, I should say, Mm -hmm. in October of last year, everything shifted. Everything shifted. And I don't mean that it's because of him, Mm -hmm. but just as an example of the relationship. I was single on my own in my apartment in uh, a smaller town outside of Tulsa. And happy, Mm -hmm. happy. I was soul searching and I was in a really good place, but I was still sitting out on the balcony chain, smoking those cigarettes every, every day and night. And I thought there's, there's more to this. There's more to this. Mm -hmm. There's something that I need. Like I need to lay these down. Mm -hmm. I have to let this vice go. And that went on for a couple of months and I reconnected with him, my current boyfriend. I'm Mm -hmm. not sure what to call him yet because I don't know what I will name him in the book. (laughs) Um, But when he and I started seeing each other, I, I was, I had been very solid in my belief system, um, I don't call it religion. I mm-hmm. consider myself a spiritual person, mm-hmm. um, but I don't refer to the universe. Uh, it's God, Jesus for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted, I, I just dreamed, like I had this dream in my heart of who I wanted. I want a tall, you know, I'm, I'm a tall person and I wanted a tall guy. I'd never been with a tall man before as far as like uh, been married to or had long-term relationship with a really tall man. Mm-hmm. I'd always wanted a a bigger guy, mm-hmm. you know, a man's man. Yeah. And he fits all of those. And he listens to Christian radio all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he didn't have an easy life either, but he found he figured out what was important Mm -hmm. and he is an amazing human and he is so good to me Mm -hmm. and so understanding he's not a big reader he doesn't sit and read books Uh but when we were dating in the very beginning he read my book every day until every night Mm -hmm. Until he was finished. And that made me a little nervous because I wasn't sure how he, how he how would take he would, it. Yeah. yeah. How is he going to take this? Uh-huh. Is he going to, tr- is he going to be able to trust me? Uh-huh. Um, 
Yeah. Because yeah. for a lot of years, I, I wasn't trustworthy. Mm-mm. And he, he had been forgiven, so he was able to look past that and forgive me. Mm-hmm. And that's not who I am currently, and he knew that. And it's been almost a year now. So to have a healthy relationship has been very strange. Really? I will say that. Really? Yes. That's it has, sad. That it's it is strange, sad. You know? It like, is sad. I think that... Um, I, I think that one thing that, like, with with Seth and I, um, we, I think that kind of the same thing, you know, happened to me with with him. It wasn't that all just because I, I met him that my life just completely changed, but it just was, you know, every little puzzle piece just kind of fit together and my life just became better. And every little thing after we actually, it started with me leaving my ex, (laughs) but after everything after just kind of fell into place just perfectly. Mm -hmm. And, and so like, um, when Seth and I were together, I think we, we'd been together for a couple years at this point. And, um, my stepson was like, it's so weird. It's so weird that you and, and Crystal don't fight and that you guys are always happy together. And Seth was like, what do you mean, dude? Like, that's not, that's not good. You, Crystal and I have a a healthy, good relationship. And he was like, yeah, but mom and her husband, I think it was boyfriend at the time, fight all the time. And, you know, they do this and that. And Mm. it's just so different. It's so weird with you and Crystal. And, and we're like, that's not weird though. It's, that's how it should be. And so. But it's sad. Yeah. That that's the norm. Yes, exactly. And it's sad that that was the norm for my marriage, my Mm -hmm. last marriage. Mm -hmm. That that was the, that was the standard. Mm -hmm. It was almost odd when we weren't fighting. And the only time really that we weren't fighting was when we were with a group of people. Yeah. So it was almost like we couldn't make, well, I don't think it was me so much, but I don't want to, I'm not trying to throw all blame on him, but it seemed like he's the one that would always instigate that wanting other people around. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that became the norm. And when we were alone, just he and I together, it was just silence Mm -hmm. unless it was fighting and he never really understood my mental health Mm -hmm. struggles having anxiety panic things like that always needing to control the situation Mm -hmm. because that's what a lot of people with anxiety and panic do or ptsd or trauma they try to control every single scenario Mm-hmm. In their minds, in my mind, I was constantly thinking 12 steps ahead. How is this going to go? How how can this blow up in my face? How can this go wrong? That is a horrible place to mm. be. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> so, gosh. you know, I don't know how easy I must have been to live with either. Mm-hmm. And he was more of a free spirit and didn't 
overthink things, didn't worry much, mm-hmm. and just went with it. Just send it. That mm. kind of that kind of guy. Yeah. Just send it. So let's see what happens. Yeah. And I'm like, no, we have to have everything planned out. Yeah. In so order. obviously it wasn't all him. I had a part in that too. Um, but comparing it to my relationship now, mm-hmm. you said it's sad mm-hmm. that 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 it's strange mm-hmm. to have a healthy relationship. It has been a huge adjustment to have a disagreement with my boyfriend mm-hmm. or speak up about something. You know, I don't like what you just said. Mm-hmm. He didn't intend it in a bad way, but I... I'm very vocal now mm-hmm. about what I will accept and what I won't. And sometimes I'll jump to conclusions. And sometimes I will yell or raise my voice and not even really realize I'm doing it because mm. that's what I had to do to get the cowboy's attention. Heard. To be, to uh, be uh, heard. If it was even heard, if he even listen really absorb uh-huh, right i know he heard me because mm-hmm. i was yelling yeah right but i yeah. had to turn into like this crazy person lunatic mm-hmm. to get his attention and i didn't like that mm-hmm. i didn't like that but that became after 12 13 years that became when i finally have had enough and when you push my button to the point that it's sticking i'm going to explode Mm-hmm. I'm going to start yelling because you will not listen to me until I start yelling and cussing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just like the worst, <laughs> the worst behavior ever. And, but he would acknowledge me mm-hmm. when I did that. And so stopping that behavior with my new boyfriend, it was a challenge oh, in the I'm beginning sure. and he said i don't understand like i don't understand why you're why you're reacting this way like he was you know backing up yeah <laughs> i mean i wasn't coming at him swinging or right, anything, right. but i would raise my voice or say something that cut because that was my habit that was what i trained myself to do to be heard mm-hmm. i don't have to do that with him yeah He will listen. He will do his best to understand if he doesn't understand. But typically, he's so understanding and empathetic and Mm -hmm. just not not judgmental. Mm -hmm. And he's exactly the partner that I need Mm -hmm. and want. Yeah. Uh I know. It's amazing to find that after so long. I'm 46 years old. Wow. I'm knocking on 50s door. So it's about time. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know. Well, and and, and it's like, um, you know, because you said that you, your first husband was like complete opposite from your second husband. Yeah. Had everything in order, had his own house, bought uh-huh. us a brand new house before we even got married, surprised me. I didn't even see it first. Wow. I'm like, who does this? Yeah. This is my fairy tale. And the night before we left for the wedding, I had to go to the dentist because I was clenching my teeth so hard that I thought I had an abscess tooth. Really? Mm-hmm. Because I think I knew this is not right. Uh-huh. You're just jumping at this because it's safe. Mm-hmm. He's going to protect you. He's going to provide for you. He's going to be a good father figure for your daughter. All I, all the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But 
couldn't have been with a better human. Mm -hmm. He's, he's an amazing father. And we co-parented after our divorce, we co-parented very well. And even when I was a mess, he was still, he was always there. Oh, that's He was always helpful. Um, yeah. So I lucked out with that one. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. He seemed like it. Like, I don't mean Mm -hmm. what you wrote anyway. Yeah. And I know that was all true. That was all true. Uh And I, I kick myself and I'm a little bit embarrassed that I didn't write exactly what happened with the cowboy and Mm -hmm. I because I was married to him. I couldn't write Mm -hmm. him out to be a villain in Mm -hmm. my life. It was both of us. It wasn't just him. Mm -hmm. But there were a lot of things that were not conducive to healing Mm -hmm. from the stuff I'd been through and the poor decisions I've made. It was just like fuel added to the fire. Mm -hmm. And I wish I had been in a place where I could have separated sooner and wrote the real story toward Mm -hmm. the end. Mm -hmm. But I will. Yeah, I yeah, will. It's got to yeah. be said uh-huh. because there's a lot that has happened since July of 21. I, I even before July of 21, probably since January of 21, bef- like a year before the book was published, uh-huh. that people will just. <laughs> I know it's going to shock a lot of people. I mean, it was just. You can't make this stuff up. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you can't yeah. Make this stuff I'm, up. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> I know. I, I it's, yeah. It's, it's, and I haven't really spoke, I haven't spoken publicly about leaving, mm-hmm. but I had to. Yeah. I had to for my, my health, my mental health, everything. Mm-hmm. For every reason I had to, I had to walk out the door. Mm-hmm. And about a week, two weeks after I left, I was baptized for the first time in my hometown church. Wow. By one of my close friends who was the pastor now. Uh-huh. Yeah, and yeah. So it was yeah. A really um that was really special to me. And I didn't realize I'd never been baptized before. Uh-huh. But I just, you know, I my life went from one extreme to the next. I mean, it was it was a, it's a huge change over a couple of years time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so now I guess um, I'm trying to remember. So I know you, you talk about your, your gambling addiction and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, um, me being in a relationship previously where I was with an addict, mm. um, it it's hard. It's very hard as as that person kind of. Yeah. And, and for me, it, it was drugs, it was, you know, alcohol, all of that. And the gambling addiction is, it's like, it's different, but it's the same too. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember though, was it the cowboy that, that was with you during that, all of yes. that time? Okay. Okay. Yes. And so like, I guess kind of understanding that or seeing that, like, or hearing you say that it was him too during mm-hmm. that during all of that, mm-hmm. like because the way that you wrote all of that in the book, really, it's you know you are you were owning up to what you did wrong. You are basically saying you've learned. You've mm-hmm. learned like oh my gosh, I was I was awful to 
to to go out in the middle of the night and I was awful and do oh, all I of t- that I as a partner, that. you know. Yes. And and so just kind of hearing like the that he was bad too, you know, like it's kind of it's very refreshing to hear the of about you owning up to your stuff though and not really blaming right him for anything either so i think that you did i think you did well with with writing the way you did him in that book so yeah (laughs) i'll I'll be excited to read the next yeah the when you said gambling addiction Mm -hmm. it's the same but different it's the same it's the same now i've never been I've been addicted to cigarettes, but Mm -hmm. I've never been addicted to a drug. Mm -hmm. So I can't say exactly, maybe that I know exactly how it is to be a drug addict Mm -hmm. or... Like the physical... alcoholic. The physical toll that it puts on the person and... Mm -hmm. But it's... I think it's definitely the same for the person, the the spouse that's dealing with the addict. Yes. And, um, but yeah, I was lying to him. Uh I was lying to him at every turn Mm -hmm. and I don't know how he put up with it. I don't know how he put up with it. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have blamed him if he walked away. Mm -hmm. I literally would not have blamed him if he would have walked away. Um, but he stayed and it was, that was that with the drinking, the partying, chasing the party and all of that. It was all a mask. It was mm-hmm. all masking a pain point. Mm-hmm. So whether that was my stressful job or it was my marriage that wasn't where it should have been, in my opinion, or the childhood abuse. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you know, throw a dart and land on one and you're right. You know, I think it was a combination of everything mm-hmm. and it was the perfect storm. And during those years, there was a casino popping up on every corner. Yeah. You couldn't drive 20 miles without seeing a casino. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, being here in Oklahoma. Right. <laughs> and I am absolutely not a fan of casinos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have not come out and publicly said that either. But I will be talking more about that. Yeah. I don't. I have not banned myself from any casino. I don't didn't don't know if you really know what about that or that you can even do that. But people that have oh you can oh I didn't a know problem, that oh really? a gambling problem mm-hmm. you can go into a casino ask for security. There's usually security as soon as you walk in the door. Mm-hmm. So all you have to do is walk in and say, "I need to ban myself. What do I do?" Wow. And you can ban yourself for a year or indefinitely. But you have to go to each tribe's mm-hmm. casino. Not every one they have, but at least one. And it, when you ban yourself from that one, from that tribe's casinos, mm-hmm. you're you're banned from all of them. Mm. And then um, there are other, you know, other tribes. Mm-hmm. So if you don't go to all of those and ban yourself, you could relapse and walk in and, and, and go to. But if you walk in and you're banned... Mm-hmm. I mean, they, it's like Vegas. They have facial recognition and all of that. When you walk through the door, you have eyes on you every step you take. And 
the fact that I was so ballsy to walk into a casino, not knowing if I was going to be caught by a friend or Mm -hmm. someone that knew my husband or something, you know, the risks that I took were unbelievable to me because I am not a big risk taker. (laughs) I'm very methodical and planned and I, you know, have that had that control well seeing that you were that you were addicted to gambling kind of shocked me because like you you seem you don't you seem more good or i don't know not goody two shoes but just good rather than than that than that life get a hold of you yeah that's my point Mm -hmm. of the whole thing of gambling like it can get a hold of you just like a drug could just like alcohol can Mm -hmm. for some people it just happened to be gambling for me. Mm-hmm. That was my escape. But I felt like a trained monkey sitting at those machines because mine were the slot slot machines. Mm-hmm. That was my thing. And I thought I had it figured out. I thought I had it figured out. Every gambler thinks they have mm-hmm. it figured out. This, you know, this trick or I'm going to tap the machine so many times. I mean, if you've ever been in a casino, you've seen the people that tap on the screen and they're, you know, doing all these weird things. And I mean, sitting there chain smoking. And I was just, that was just like heaven to me back Mm -hmm. then. And I would walk out and talk to myself in a way that I wouldn't talk to a dog. I wouldn't talk to a dog that just bit me like that. Like I, the negative commentary Mm -hmm. narrative that I had in my head that I would speak out loud to myself walking back into that dark underground parking garage would shock you Wow! every time I walked out of there unless I walked out with money and that wasn't very often but when that did happen I would sometimes have ten thousand dollars in cash in my little tiny purse and when it would get to that point, I'd have security walk with me because it's a dark underground mm-hmm. parking garage. And I'd go back the next day and dump it all right back in the oh machine. Oh, my gosh. Over and over. It's this endless, horrible cycle. And I think that one of the worst things that can happen to you when you're gambling and you have a problem is winning big. Because mm. it just fuels the fire. It just, oh, Okay. Now I figured it out. Now I know how to win. And so you just keep doing it. Oh my it's gosh. an endless, horrible cycle that I tried to white knuckle my way through it. Mm-hmm. When I say white knuckle, like holding on for dear life, like trying so hard not to go back. Mm-hmm. But the pull is so strong that I feel like I understand people that are drug addicts, people that are alcoholics. I feel like I understand that now even better because I know what it feels like to have that draw and have that pull to go back to that. It, mm-hmm. it is like a drug. It was something that helped me get past uh, or not get past. It helped me forget about my stress. Mm-hmm. It helped me just space out and forget mm-hmm. about all of my problems. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. It wasn't something that I, I did not go to Gamblers Anonymous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I was too ashamed to do that at the time. And a lot of gamblers are closet gamblers. You wouldn't know it. Um, except when they start having trouble at home or work or financial things start happening. Yeah. So 
I believe God delivered me from that desire. Uh-huh. I don't have the desire. It almost makes me ill to physically ill to think about walking back into a casino. Mm -hmm. So I don't care what band is coming to the casino. Mm -hmm. I don't care about, you know, I'm a, obviously a music junkie. I love my Foo Fighters Mm and, um, love to go to concerts. I don't care if it's a free concert. I will not walk back in a door of a casino unless it's to pull someone else out. I was in the middle of a bankruptcy, full repayment plan bankruptcy, which means I didn't get a get out of jail free card. I didn't get one of those clean sheets that said, okay, we're just going to mark through all of your bad credit and you get to start fresh. fresh. Uh No, it was, you're going to pay off this, 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 and this, and you're going to, we're going to garnish your check. It was my paycheck every week. This will tell you how much money I was making, which makes me sick to think about all the money I threw away. $665 $665 and change every week. Every week. Oh, my For gosh. 18 months. Oh, my gosh. Every week. I paid off. So, I, I was like, I, I was trying to do, I was trying to like do the math too. <laughs> right. Like, because I remember uh, when I was like, it was in the book too. Because it, it, yeah, it, it says like, uh, it, it said 18 months, but I thought that it was, I didn't a month, realize it a was, week. oh, my gosh. Because yeah. it was like, I don't know, $11,000 or something, like, if it was, but it was far more than that. Hundreds of wow. thousands of dollars. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my god! I don't gosh. know how much that is. I haven't added it up. But. Well, so, and the other thing was, like, uh, and, and, and the way, the, the, how, how it is a lot like a drug addict is the, the, uh, asking people for money or stealing stuff from your family or... Mm uh hawking your ring your wedding ring i didn't steal anything from my family yeah no no i know yeah but that's i hawked my wedding ring on more than probably 10 occasions and it was at a place where i could it was safe they weren't going to sell it Mm -hmm. but i had to go pay to get it out i'd go pay to get it out and then reloan it immediately oh my god like who does this why am i doing this yeah but it was such a strong urge that it was uncontrollable. It was all, it was, well, it was uncontrollable for mm-hmm. me at that time. Mm-hmm. And so when I, I, I don't know why I feel bad about this because I think it, I think it's because I want to help people, mm-hmm. help more people. But I can't tell them I went to Gamblers Anonymous. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was a divine intervention. I asked God to, to pull me out of this. Please take away the desire. I want to be free of this. I don't want to live like this anymore. I can't live like this anymore. Mm-hmm. And he took it away. Yeah. He took it away. And I'm so grateful because I know a lot of people that still have a gambling issue. Mm-hmm. And I see it very clearly. Like, that person can pull the wool over your eyes, but I see it because I've done that. Mm-hmm. I've been there. I know what's coming next. Just hide and watch. That's what's going to happen mm-hmm. next. And then I talk to the person again. They say, you're absolutely right. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. Lied to me straight to my face. And I have to explain to the person or the spouse or the friend that's mm-hmm. hurting because this person that's addicted is lying to them. 
And I have to re- just encourage them and reassure them. It's not because they don't love you. Mm-hmm. It's not because they don't care. It's not because they don't want to quit. This has a hold of them. It's an addiction. It's a real thing. It's mm-hmm. not just an excuse that people use. Mm-hmm. It is an addiction. And it can yeah. get a hold of you and absolutely ruin your life. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it can. Mm-hmm. So the amount of money that... <laughs> I have no idea. Oh I don't even want to know. If I added up all of the money, I could probably build a brand new dream house right now. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, and, and so like, but but you saying that like that that you would leave there and the way that you would talk to yourself afterwards. So that that's what I just I just don't understand is like you know you you know. You know that it's logically, you know that, that this is ridiculous. Bad. Yeah. Why am I doing this? Yeah. But I am like, an intelligent human. Why do you continue? You know, I don't get I why mean, do people continue shooting up heroin? Or I know, I don't, snorting yeah. cocaine or yeah, drinking to the point of blackout. I mm-hmm. mean, why do people do that? Mm-hmm. The I same know. reason I gambled. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's horrible. It is awful. I know. <laughs> and, and and casinos are made to draw people in. It looks like a party. Mm-hmm. As soon as you walk in, it looks like a party. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you really think about it, the next time you walk in one, because some people don't have an issue. A lot of people don't have an issue. A mm-hmm. lot of people can go and have fun, spend a 20 or $100 or whatever you can afford and walk out and not have a problem. They can cash out. Mm-hmm. It was hard for me to cash out. Unless I knew I have $20 left to my name until Friday and I have a son to feed. And he was a teenager. Mm-hmm. And those kids eat like garbage oh, disposals. Wow. Yeah. And so I would literally cash out at $20 and have just enough in my gas tank and just enough to feed him and pray to God my husband didn't ask me for money or need something mm-hmm. that wasn't, you know, I had already purchased groceries. I'd already done certain things, but I needed, you know, gate money to get in to watch my son play soccer or something. Mm-hmm. It was that bad. Wow. I was digging out quarters and dimes and nickels to buy a cheeseburger so that I could feed him before a game or something. I mean, that was the most horrible part of my life when I look back at that. It makes me so sad and it makes me so, I just regret those times so much that I wish that I had a do over, Mm -hmm. but I also wouldn't be who I am today if those things hadn't happened. Mm -hmm. I just hope I didn't mess my kids up too much Mm -hmm. from that. Yeah. Oh, I know. You know? I got you. Yeah, for sure. uh, that guilt can really follow you around and hang on. And I try to I try to forgive myself when I start thinking those things. Mm-hmm. I just forgive myself. And I just try to love on my kids even more, even mm-hmm. though they're adults. I try to, you know, check in with them and check on them. And, and I've apologized, I can't tell you how many times, to them yeah. for lots of different things. But that was one of them. Mm-hmm. I wasn't as present as I should have been. But saying, like, if you walk into a casino. Oh, my gosh. Well, you see something totally different. (laughs) This is so awful and funny. No, it's fine. But at the same time, because, um, you know, uh, is it next week? Um, 
a week and a half away mm-hmm. uh is my 40th birthday oh and my god we're going to vegas <laughs> oh you're going to vegas yes, yes. well that's like yeah. that's totally different oh i mean to me it's kind and, of totally different. i mean i wouldn't I, walk into one me personally uh-huh. but that's because i i physically can't uh-huh. I, I won't let myself and i you know it's mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. but you walk in it's it's totally different to you i mean yeah you don't have a problem with it yeah uh-huh. um <laughs> and i keep when you think about walking into those places so what's your favorite place in vegas have you been to vegas before mm-hmm. yeah um um i mean is there a favorite casino or like caesars that place is beautiful i don't i think they're all really beautiful they i don't are. know and we're we're staying at the planet hollywood when we go um we've stayed there before we like it we it's we fun. like the shopping fun and stuff like that yeah but like the casinos i'm always like Meh, i don't know i don't have to right like i I'll bring like a hundred dollars, yeah. and if I win some, cool. If I lose some, cool. But that hundred dollars, that's it, you know. And I don't, I don't. You're just not gonna throw your money away. Yeah, because right. that's how I feel. I feel right. like if I do gamble, I feel like it. It's wasting my money, and I can go and spend it on something else. People that don't have a problem uh-huh. say those exact things. Yeah, and I'm. It's just, I'm just like, hmm, I don't know. I don't know but why people it, do this. You does know? it look like a party? Does it look because it's all all the lights and there's no windows. There's no yes clocks. And no, because sometimes I feel like it kind of feels. Uh, some of them kind of feel dreary, kind mm. of. And like because I see all of those people at the slot machines or at wherever they are with their cigarettes yeah. and like. They just kind of look. It's sad. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's just. You can spot them. Mm-hmm. I could spot them. Yeah. they. It's just weird. I don't know. I, I don't even know how to explain it. But they. That's what I see when mm-hmm. when I go to a casino. And I'm like. yeah. I don't... If I were to walk into one now. Uh-huh. I would see that. Yeah. I would see that sadness. That. Mm-hmm. Why are you here? I mean, I know people that work in casinos that see people that sit there for 24 hours straight. Some that have oh my gosh. not even gotten up to go to the restroom. So they have gone in the chair. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I know that's oh. probably gross in TMI, but it happens oh. all the time and people have no idea. Oh, gosh. That is like gross. someone left for work, mm-hmm. left work, five o'clock, comes back in and this person's been at this same machine for eight ten hours already Mm -hmm. comes back in the next morning the person's still sitting there in the same clothes like they will bring them food and water and things like that because they've been sitting there for 24 36 hours straight then they lose all their money and then they have no way to get home they don't have any gas in their car oh my god i mean this happens all the time Wow. But if I walk in, if I were to walk in a casino now, I would be able to spot the people that had a problem very easily. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Because I know what it looks like. Yeah. I know what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's crazy. Oh. It's crazy how it got a hold of me. And there was one 12 min, 10, 12 minutes from my house. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was like the worst thing that could have happened for me. Ugh. And at first it was just go meet for drinks and you know appetizers at the bar and we're watching the game Mm -hmm. 
and it was a place to hang out because there really wasn't anything else in the town that that I lived near Mm -hmm. and yeah there was nothing to do and so it was like the hangout place Mm -hmm. for adults and gosh that went on a year or more and I didn't have an issue we we would have whatever we agreed on you know 50 bucks a piece or um get $25 a piece and we would play that and after that was done that was it Mm -hmm. and I okay cool fine with that Mm mm-hmm I don't know where it switched. Wow. I don't know wh- when it grabbed a hold of me, but it didn't let go mm-hmm. for years. Wow. So I'm so grateful now. Oh. And I've been getting this, <laughs> I call it downloads. And I, I don't know that you really talk like spiritual stuff on here and I don't want to get too woo well, I mean, Yeah, go for it. But I keep hearing that I need to go back and get the ones I left behind. Mm-hmm. This message. And I'm like, what do you mean? Where? Who am I supposed to go back and get? I can't walk into a casino and go drag people out that obviously have a problem. Yeah. I mean, I'll be arrested. It's tribal land. <laughs> I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do, but I'm going to have some sort of outreach for gamblers that have an issue. Yeah. Because there are a lot of professional gamblers. I don't know that they have an issue. They make a lot of money doing it, you know, playing Mm -hmm. high stakes poker and things like that. That wasn't my thing. Mm -hmm. But I know a lot of people that do that for fun and for an income, which is shocking. But I guess if you're good, you can make a lot of money. But um, the machines, I don't trust. I don't trust the cards. (laughs) I mean, it's... They didn't build that pretty place with all the fancy stuff and remodel all the time because they are giving money away. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> They're bringing money in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so oh it can be really fun for people that, that don't have a problem. But uh, but once you do. Once you do, it's it's hard to it's hard to break that. And it's such a with other people that have addictions you know drug addictions or alcoholics or porn i mean even porn is an addiction um it's embarrassing for the addict to admit they have a problem and you hear that all the time well the first step is admitting you have Mm -hmm. a problem Mm -hmm. it was so i was so full of shame i was so ashamed of where i'd gotten myself financially gotten us financially Mm -hmm. that I didn't want anyone to know I was so ashamed of it you know talking to myself like that on the way to the car Mm -hmm. almost every time so but you admit so that's the thing that was you admitted it to yourself Mm -hmm. and you admit you knew that you had a problem but like again like kind of going back to what you had said before where with it you always had a problem with the follow-through in stuff Mm -hmm. with with life and so it almost seems like even with that like the follow-through took a while right for you to actually get it and get out of it right it did it did it took a while and like I said I tried to white knuckle it for a long time and would give myself limits and parameters. Mm-hmm. I'm only taking $20. I mean, I would go through thousands in one day at a casino. My gosh. Thousands. It's shocking, mm-hmm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. 
And people that have read my book have said, I would have never known you were sitting right next to me at a volleyball game or you were sitting right next to me at this, you know, sporting event. Our children are the same age. Mm -hmm. I would have never known. Why didn't you tell me? Mm -hmm. I didn't tell anybody. Yeah. Like that's ludicrous. Why would I tell you? And it is embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Mm -hmm. And so I think that if you have a family member or a friend that you know is that you just know something's off Mm -hmm. letting them know that they don't have to be ashamed that they can tell you they can talk to you in confidence and you will do whatever you can to help them I think that's the best thing that you can do Mm -hmm. it's just encourage them and reassure them that you're not going to say peace out I'm done with you because you're flawed Mm -hmm. they need to know and sometimes I think they could take it the wrong way too they can and And if they're not ready to quit mm -hmm. they will write you off and not speak to you Mm -hmm. because you're confronting something in them that they already know Mm -hmm. is wrong Mm -hmm. and is that needs to be fixed that needs to be addressed i should Mm -hmm. say so when you're calling them out scolding them or saying why would you do this this is stupid Mm -hmm. you're throwing all your money away i say that to myself like say something different yeah yeah you know Uh so i think that's really important to remember is that they're struggling Mm -hmm. i mean i borrowed money from my mom i borrowed money from my friends did they know i would tell them that i had you know they knew i was in the middle of a bankruptcy because of the gambling addiction And so they assumed that I wasn't doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I mean, gosh. it was every week. Every, almost every week I was borrowing money just to get by. And I would just borrow just enough. It was usually after I'd gotten myself in a hole mm-hmm. from the last paycheck because I got paid every week. Another thing that probably didn't help much. Um, and they would loan me the money. And you know, get me through with groceries or gas mm-hmm. money to get to work. It's insane for someone making six figures. I know. Oh my gosh. The fact that we were still able to pay our bills while I was going through that chapter 13 repayment plan, bankruptcy, mm-hmm. and having $665 and change come out of my check every week, the fact that we were able to make it because I was the breadwinner, I was the main breadwinner in the family mm-hmm. with Cowboy. And like, I don't know how we made it. I literally don't. I have no idea how we made it. Because mm-hmm. it still had a hold of me. Oh <laughs> it was God. insane. Now, when we came out of the bankruptcy, I was done. Mm-hmm. I was done. And everything was paid off. So that was one good thing that came out of it. Yeah, Everything we had was paid for fully mm-hmm. um and then he started wanting to buy toys oh, other stuff yeah. a jeep and an rv and he liked to go off-roading and anything that was like an adrenaline rush thing he wanted to do uh-huh. and i again don't that's <laughs> yeah. not who i am that's yeah. not who i am um so i just started saying no mm-hmm. i'm not buying that I didn't want my name attached to anything that I was responsible for. I just paid 18 months of oh my every week, you know, 
And so I just did like my car was paid off. The truck was paid off. We had a motorcycle. Was paid he off. like wanting to finance all of that stuff? Yes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and I'm trying to rebuild my credit. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's and so I'm bad. like, nah, no, 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 I'm not signing for a Jeep. I am not signing for an RV. That RV that he bought. He had his parents co-sign for that. My name wasn't on it. That's the RV oh, that we lived in uh-huh. <laughs> later. Wow. And the one that I started my business in and the one that I wrote the book. Yeah. All but the last chapter. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. So that's what it can do for you. Gambling. Yeah. <laughs> Being an addict of any type. I mean, it's I mean, yeah, from a miracle six that I'm here. figures to being broke, making six figures. Yes. That is... And living in an RV. Yeah. Like you're living in, I'm living in an RV on someone else's property. I started my own business with my mom's laptop. So a borrowed laptop and zero dollars and started my business. Wow. And got myself back to the point of making six figures and wrote the book. Complete, I mean, a complete opposite path than Mm -hmm. i had been on so the fact that that the cowboy and i didn't work out is not that shocking Mm -hmm. when you think about it like that Mm -hmm. he was still traveling down that same path and i just took a hard left yeah so how does that work yeah you know Mm -hmm. i know and i don't wish him ill will i i wish him the best i hope that he Finds everything he dreams of and has a good life. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just couldn't, it couldn't be with me. Yeah. You know, I know. And I think that like a lot of people, uh, I I think that like for me being, being where I am now in my happy, healthy marriage and coming from where I came from, it makes me happy. When I do see women, probably women specifically, but I see men do the same too. A few, I've seen a few men leave and leave a bad situation and, and, you know, there, I know that a lot of people in like, in your families or, you know, like they'll be like, oh, you know, I can't, that's just so sad that they, that they broke up and, and I'm like, no. That's not sad. That's not sad at all. Like they are getting their life back. Mm -hmm. They are, they, uh, I believe that it is okay. And I don't know, you know, I don't know what happened with you and the cowboy, but I believe that for any reason that it's okay for you to get out of a bad relationship for the sake of you being happy. And that's, that's it. And being your best self. Oh my gosh, being yes. Being your best self. I mean, Absolutely. what good are you going to be going to be for your family, your children, mm-hmm. work for anybody mm-hmm. and yourself or a spouse or a partner or a friend? How good could you possibly be if you are in a I don't like to use the word toxic, but an unhealthy relationship mm-hmm. that is not going to be able to turn around. Mm-hmm. There are some relationships, and 
I know that you all have talked a lot about going to counseling, going to counseling, get, get couples counseling, do Mm -hmm. something. Um, not everybody's willing to do that Mm -mm. and not everyone is willing to change. Mm -mm. Not everyone is willing to sit down and meet in the middle and come to an agreement and start making some positive changes. Not everyone is ready and willing to do that Mm -hmm. when you're at that point where you need to do that for yourself. So, you know, I see things a lot different and I felt guilty for a long time. Um, about being married more than once, being divorced. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of religious people that would say, you know, you created a sin, you're going to hell. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe that. Mm-mm. I don't either. I don't believe that. I think that we were given free will and we have the the ability to make choices that are not conducive to a great life mm-hmm. sometimes. <laughs> and oh, I know. I've done that. Yeah. And... we're all just walking the same path. We're all walking the same path. We are all just trying to figure things out and do our best Mm -hmm. and learn and grow. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest thing is learning and growing. Mm -hmm. Cause if you, if you get stuck in, in a rut and, and you're not learning from your mistakes and, you know, nobody's perfect. We all know that. Right. But if you're not learning from everything bad that you did, where are you going? Nowhere. You know, you're, you're just wandering aimlessly yeah. out in the desert. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You don't even know where you're at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I'm grateful yeah. for all of those things. So even the bad, even the bad parts. Oh, for sure. I'm grateful that I... I'm conscious enough now to look back and see where I went wrong because if I can help someone else, it'll all be worth it. Mm-hmm. Me sharing all of my bad decisions and mistakes and wrong turns, hopefully that will help someone else and give them the courage and the just the hope to know that they can make a change and that things can and will get better Mm -hmm. just one step at a time sometimes one minute at a time Mm -hmm. I know and I think that sometimes it could be it could feel so overwhelming initially like to you know and and the way you say one step at a time literally it is it is one step at a time because you can't you can't go into something I, I there all there is always a big bigger goal but like to get to that goal it takes little steps to get there and everybody needs to just kind of understand and give yourself grace for getting there and taking those yeah. even if it's baby steps to get there sometimes i mean a baby step is still a it's step. still a step exactly uh-huh. and i I don't know who this quote belongs to, and I'm paraphrasing, but it says, don't focus on this, the whole staircase. Focus on the first step. Mm-hmm. If you look at an entire, like, where's the place in... Uh, in Colorado, I know that there's like this incline. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it's steps. Yes. Uh-huh. If you looked at the whole staircase, like, that's oh. overwhelming. <laughs> exactly. That's overwhelming. You can't imagine being able to get to the top. But if you just think about... 
I'm going to take 20 steps and mm-hmm. stop and look around. Then I'm going to take another 20. I mean, if you just keep doing that over and over, you'll get where you want to be. Mm-hmm. You'll get to the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's not easy, no. but it's worth it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, wow, we've been going for, for quite a while now. Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, I think that it. it I enjoyed our conversation. I, I think it's too. awesome. Oh, my gosh. Thank you again so much for for being my guest and just sharing your experiences and everything with with me and, you know, everybody else <laughs> out there. Um, I would absolutely love to have you on again in the absolutely. future. You know, I would love that. Thank you so much for having me. This yes. is my first one. Yeah. Yay. I'm a podcast. I'm not a podcast virgin anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. So um, I know that, you know, you plan on, on doing a podcast of your own. We, mm. I'll definitely keep people updated with that and, yes. you know, whenever that launches. And you'll have to be a guest on mine, oh, too. Oh, yeah, I would Absolutely. love that. Yes, I would love that. Love, love, love Super that. Super fun. Um, but, yeah, and then, of course, you know, when your new book launches, I would love to have you back and all that, too. That would be Sounds great. awesome. I'm starting to record my audiobook soon, yeah. like next week. Cool. So oh, awesome. That should take a few weeks and be out by probably December. Cool. Year, Good. Yeah. yeah. So, um if uh tell everyone where they can find you and and everything to where they can buy your book and all of that yeah so you can find my book on amazon and barnes and noble any place you can buy a book you can find it it's called missing pieces and it's andy hunt with an andy with an i and yeah i'm going to be advertising a lot more about the audio audio book cool so Need to get that started first and awesome. be ready to rock and roll. Yeah, cool. Yeah, and I'll definitely uh, um, I'll share a link to your to your book. Okay. You know, whenever Great. this this episode launches and all that. Fantastic. And yeah. So yes, thank you so it's much for for doing this with me. Um, Thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. And listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast. And we will talk to you next time. Mm